my name is Robert. I'm from the United Kingdom and I'm 27 years old. I've been especially inspired by Pope John Paul II. When I was 17, I read Faith and Reason, one of his encyclicals. And that really convinced me that both faith and reason went together, that reason is compatible with faith and it was intellectually credible to be a Christian. He explained how some of the modern thinking isn't in line with some of the teachings of the church, how relativism and nihilism, materialism, wasn't really compatible with the Catholic faith. From reading that encyclical, I was extremely inspired to discover more, not only about his life, but also about the Catholic faith. It really sparked my interest in the Catholic Church, and it wasn't until university that I decided to become a Catholic. After a lot of reading and, and studying about his life, some of the most inspiring moments from his life was after the assassination attempt in 1983, the Pope went to visit his would-be assassin in prison, which was an, an extraordinary act of forgiveness and reconciliation. I'm just quite stunned by that encounter. And he had such a big influence in his home country in Poland, how his work helped to bring about a peaceful end to communism. And he played a crucial role in the collapse of European communism. And I think when he went to Jerusalem in the year 2000, many of the Jewish people were really struck by the way he went to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall in, in Jerusalem, asking for God's forgiveness for the behaviour of Christians over history who've caused suffering to the Jewish people, and especially considering the events of the 20th century. One of the points of his life that sort of struck me personally is the audiences that he gave on Theology of the Body. These were some of his lectures between 1979 and 84. And he gave a lot of reflections about the meaning of human love according to God's plan and reflections on love, sex and marriage. And this really put a, a new paradigm for the church to be able to talk about what Christian marriage means God's plan for love and life, you know, especially in regards to the contemporary culture and the sexual revolution since the 1960s. He was the first non-Italian Pope in, in 455 years, and really to spend about the first five years of his pontificate largely talking about sex and marriage was either kind of a prophetic gesture or it was a kind of a bit of a blunder, really. I think he spoke more about marriage and sexuality than all the previous popes perhaps combined. So I think that was an extremely bold move, but one which is really beginning to bear fruit at the moment, especially in the United States. The papal biographer George Weigel said that his writings on the theology of the body were a theological bombshell set to go off sometime in the 21st century. Another point, he also reached out to other faiths very well, seeking respect, dialogue, encounters. There was a wonderful moment, which was the World Day of Prayer in Assisi that was organized by the Vatican, and that's in 1986, um, where there were 120 representatives from different world religions, not just Christian denominations, from all religions. We spent a day together in fasting and prayer and reflection. But I think one of the biggest things, he loved the young people and the World Youth Days that were organised. I was lucky enough to go to World Youth Day 2005 in Cologne and to see a million young people really passionate about their faith, 
a great inspiration for me at that time. It was realised that you were part of something much bigger and that the church is worldwide, very international. To have people from all different parts of the world all together for one meeting was a very special moment and there was a great sense of communion and solidarity that people from all around the world had gathered, young people, that there are thousands of others who share the same faith. His death in 2005 was also a very stirring moment. There was a lot of coverage and millions of people flocked to Rome to say goodbye to the Pope. There was a queue that was miles long. His funeral was probably the, the biggest funeral in, in the history of, of mankind. I think really his writings were the main part that struck me personally. It was through an understanding that Christianity is something that is credible and explaining the dignity of the human person, how we're made in the image and likeness of God and that Christ is the centre point of human history and having a deep and personal relationship with Christ leads people to fulfilment and to happiness as well. I think his writings really communicated that. His personality, his actions, his spirituality was drawing and, and leading people towards Christ, being being not afraid of anything. He started his pontificates with words from St. Peter saying, do not be afraid. I think that was one of his big messages, not to be afraid of anything, to have no fear, as it says in the Bible 365 times, do not be afraid. He wasn't afraid at the time of his death either. His last words were, let me go to the house of the Father. He wasn't afraid of suffering in his old age and he wasn't afraid of keeping working to the very end and, and living life to the fullest and through his work and his life he's inspired me to become a Catholic and to really to take my faith seriously and to make life fully alive. His quote which really has been most striking for me is a quote from Faith and Reason where he says that truth and freedom either go hand in hand or perish in misery. That's drawing deeply from John chapter 8, 32, where it says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Oh, be not afraid.